You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello, everybody out there, and welcome back to another episode of Kapow, the Pop Cultured Podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. It's, fun stuff. Fun yeah, stuff. it's the start of year number three. This will be the first episode <laughs> of continuing on. Further yeah, adventures. We're not, we're not falling down all the time. We've got our feet under us. We're Yeah, we're pros now. We know how to do everything. Learn to brush our teeth. We can work two computers like, at once it's like yeah like people record a whole episode with their mic backwards that was like two-year-old oh. stuff <laughs> we are so far beyond weeks that. ago we don't we don't try and do episodes with cords that have shorts in them right no audio glitches nothing no mistakes yep that's totally the title professional. new title no mistakes. no mistakes um what are we doing now we're doing a, one of them one of our special segments here <laughs> To learn about All us. All our segments are special. Us. You down with KPP? Yeah, you know me. What the hell is wrong with you people? You know me. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You know me. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. <laughs> you know me. You know Why are you the way that you are? And we promise in year three, every bumper will be longer than the one before. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're, we're four we're, now. Yeah. At one point, it's nothing but bumpers. It's the whole show. We don't yeah. even talk about it. A them. bumper just, bracket. Bumper bracket. <laughs> you know it's going to win. <laughs> Sexy James Olson. Ah. <laughs> uh. So right. what's the subject there? James. I read books and work out. James. I don't think enough about Sexy James Olsen when I'm watching that show. Like, he's just another character. It used to be, like, every time he was on screen, it was like, oh, there's James Olsen. <laughs> James Olsen. Yeah, I, I missed that. That's a good one. That's a good one. All um, right, so this segment is supposed to be, <laughs> yeah, you know me. Well, this we're is three. Weird. We lose our attention. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, Dad. What the hell are we supposed to be talking about? This is where we I've created several just getting to know you questions, put them on little scraps of paper, jumbled them up into a hat, and each week we pick one. And tonight Cliff was the picker. I was the picker. Um terrible nickname. Question. Every time we pick one, do you like add one to the pile? No, I'm we... running out of them quickly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so if you out there have a question, oh, yes, let yeah. us know. If there's something you would like to hear about, we, we normally talk about something from our childhood or something pop culture related, as in, what do we got this week? Your worst job. Oh, oh my gosh. Your, your worst job. job. 
So we weren't always professional podcasters. We've all had, <laughs> we all used to have day jobs. Yeah, imagine that. Back before we started raking it in. Yep. Making that podcast money. Um, and I assume we all had jobs we didn't like very much. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Uh, what came to mind for me or comes to mind for me now I would, knowing all the questions, I would maybe suggest don't tell everyone your first job because that might also right. be in the pile. Oh, okay. Great. So if your first, I've already talk- unless your first job is your worst job, then yeah. What I've already talked about Pizza Hut, which was my first <laughs> job and not a great job. So I can't. So now I know I'm not going to be able to use that this I, time or next time. I feel like we've hit peak. Pizza Hut. Exactly. I, I'm Pizza Hut. I, I want to know every detail about this. <laughs> well, Shinobi. I told you about Shinobi. How many the Shinobi? Jukebox. 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 Bissling. <laughs> jukebox. Bissling. All that. You know, uh, there a few years back, I um, I was already working two jobs pretty much full time. And I got the bright idea that I should get another job. Right. Um, so I went to work for very briefly for one of these pop-up Halloween stores you see every year. I like this already. I don't think I knew this. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a... I don't know. Seasonal? Yeah, it was very... Well, yes. Imagine that. It was seasonal. (laughs) It was horrible. It was like the middle of April. No one was coming in. It was worse. It was actually one of these things I thought, hey, that that would be really fun. Right. You know? like Sounds fun. If they'll work around my other two jobs and... uh, and oh, by the way, I'm getting ready to go on vacation for a week, and we're going to Disney World um, right around this time too. If you'll not mind working through all that, I'm all in. And they were like, "Yeah, sure," which should have been my first clue, right? <laughs> right. So, the really the whole thing about it was the store manager was a very nice person, a, a very nice lady, but she also had a full time job, so she wasn't really there much and if you can imagine the eclectic group of of people you would get to work the seasonal um yeah you just need to pass a drug test more or less forget superstore i want a show of (laughs) seasonal store yeah so we did you know we started from scratch it was in this dumpy building and um that i really questioned if it was should be open to the public but anyways um so we had to set the store up and you know you get all the shipments and stuff um and you have to build everything up and make all the displays and 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 do all that stuff which you know i worked retail for a long long time i you know, was like cool this will be easy um they don't really give you any guidance and there's not a lot of leadership there <laughs> so you just kind of have to figure it out and then, I'm, frankly, I'm shocked. Yeah, right. And there's always, you know, like 30 people working there who are all doing different, they have their own agendas, and most of them did, never showed up more than like two days in a row or ever again. So it was just constant turnover of these weirdo people I'm working with, and I'm just like, I'm just here for some extra cash. Um, but it turned out, you oh, some days I would just show up, and just kind of wander around and like nobody really questioned it. <laughs> like I'm just oh I guess I'll do whatever I want today, and uh, as long as I didn't have to stand up front and, and and like be the cashier, I was pretty happy for the most part. So did you last the full season? It was there. Well, 
Not really. <laughs> like I worked um, quite a few more hours than I should have been working. I committed too hard to it. And then like you would go in and they had like the, the try on booths that were really shoddy, which was always kind of awkward. Cause I'm, you know, you get women and kids and stuff and it's more or less just a curtain. So I made sure, you know, like, I'm facing forward at all times. <laughs> like, I don't want to be accused of anything. <laughs> I don't, nothing. I just, eyes forward, just kind of learn to hand over without ever turning my head. Like, oh, here's the next costume for you to try, that type of thing. Um, and you get some weirdo customers, too. Like, Halloween brings out the best of the best anyways, right? It was just, overall... I ended up working till we went to Disney World. I think I worked up until the week of Halloween, and I think I just quit going in after that because it was just I was just like I am over this crap. They probably weren't open a lot past Halloween. Actually, I think well they do this they do like Big a Thanksgiving. reduce thing, yeah. and then mark everything down and try and sell it off, and then they have to tear the store down. I did. I was like I'm done. Yeah, that sounds pretty great. Um, it really wasn't. Well, okay. Uh, I'll I'll talk about. So I didn't really work there. I was with a friend, and they were try, he was trying to get me on at this. I, I'm not even sure. It was a one day thing. He worked for some inspector of some kind of going to a job site, and you know they would have to the these construction people would be like packing down the soil, and then he had some sort of measurement device to approve how solid the ground was. Yeah, compaction test. Okay, right. And so we're like in high school <laughs> doing this. We're going there to the site and telling these grown people <laughs> whether the ground is right, uh -huh. good yeah. enough for this. And Who have been it, in construction for like 30 or 40 years. Right, Yeah. exactly. And I was just there like, you know, and he... For some reason, he wasn't there at some point, and I am the person that's going to tell them. I have no idea how this stuff works. <laughs> and other, he showed me one time, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, nope, no, you're going to have to do it again. So they're running their stuff across and like packing stuff down further, and I was totally lying. I had no idea. I just thought that I would err on the side of caution. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just approved them. And I was like, I'm never coming back to this because I'm pretty sure I just killed a lot of yeah. people in the future. <laughs> so that was probably the, the scariest, weirdest, yeah, that, baddest that, job I ever that's had. That's pretty odd. I know about compaction tests because my wife worked in construction. Okay, well, and don't she, have she tells the story of the worst one that ever happened. <laughs> right. I've heard some, yes. <laughs> and the and equipment yeah. was swallowed up yeah. by the earth. It was in Pisa. Oh, we, sorry. we can't it's get a leaning tower joke. <laughs> we can't get our our uh, our building approved for uh, to get open to the public. Yeah, because... Call that place that has the high school kids. Yeah. They'll let us do it. Yeah. Uh, guys, you'll never believe it. This one time I opened a comic book store. <laughs> right? What an idea that was. Come on. Now, I had one firmly in mind, and as you guys were talking, I thought of my worst job. Oh. I must have like completely blocked that out of my memory. I right. forgot I was even this. Um, I worked at my first job was fast food. I was a janitor for a summer at an elementary school where they do like do you their, have keys. Their, no, 
where they they wash the all the windows, wax all the floors, paint new. Like he got yeah. up in the lift. Fans do the fans. I did. I got up in the lift. I was the only one who get up in the lift to get the tall windows. Did I tell that story before? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Boring. <laughs> Lame. Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah. I worked at Hills when they switched over to Ames. Ames. Mm-hmm. And then when I worked when it was Ames. I was so good at my job, they promoted me to morning truck unloader guy. Oh, boy. So oh, I had yeah. to be there at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Been there. To unload the trucks. Yikes. And see, I, these these are not my worst jobs. I'm going in. Oh, my like, gosh. My jobs are getting better as I'm talking. I actually just thought of anyway. <laughs> the ass is about the, to fall out of it. The moment has passed. Keep going. Uh, when I lived in Columbus, I worked at a bookstore, and I really liked it. I worked there for about a year. And enjoyed cool. enjoyed it. It was a very nice bookstore. I liked all my coworkers. So when I moved back here, there was they were hiring at the mall bookstore, which is no longer in service. So I'm going to say the name Walden Books. I thought, hey, I liked my experience working at a bookstore. I can work at Walden Books. Got a job. Didn't last a month. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. I'm not even sure why the experience was so much different, but part of it was the inventory system. The extra books were just kept on a shelf up above. Right. In no order whatsoever. So the computer would say, you have one copy of Tom Sawyer. Good luck finding it. Well, it's not on the shelf. It's probably up in that pile somewhere. (laughs) When they did reserves. Hey, I'm calling in. I'm coming to the mall today. Can you, you have this book? Can you hold it for me? Sure. We labeled it in no way. We put it behind the counter in a stack had no names on it, no phone numbers, no nothing. So it was horrible. I left that job to become a substitute teacher, which was a step up, if you can believe that. And <laughs> well, it was we're the, still not to the worst job. No, because I just that was going to be my worst job. But then I remembered the other job. Oh, my gosh. And I left. That was the summer. Do you remember the girl from West Virginia? She came back from the Middle East. Yes, yeah. Jessica Lynch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was mm-hmm. that her name? She was yeah. doing a book tour, mm-hmm. and her hometown book. This right. was her hometown bookstore, and there was a huge event. She was doing a signing, and I quit like two weeks before that because I I could not take this job anymore. Right. And she was like, "Can you at least stay through the Jessica Lynch signing?" I was like, "No, I have to be in Athens." Because I told her I I told her I had to quit because I got my dream of teaching position. <laughs> Which was just I got on the substitute right, list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could be called sometime in the in the future to be a substitute. And I was like, right. you know, I've been wanting. I did not want to. You be couldn't a just tell the truth. No, yeah. no. This is a horrible said, place. I want to burn it down again in your <laughs> life. <laughs> so I said, yeah, I have to do this teaching thing. And she's like, can you at least stay through that? I was like, I, I can't. She's like, but it's on a Saturday. I said, oh, there's a orientation in Athens I yeah. have to be at. I just lied. It was the yeah, best lie I've ever there's told. There's kids in detention that day. Yeah, so that was horrifying. And that the, then they would also section you. They did the calendar kiosk two-thirds of the way down the mall away oh, yeah, from the Oh, yeah, in the, the middle. Mm-hmm. So one day a week, your job would be to stand at the kiosk. You got a 15-minute break and a half-hour lunch and no chair. <laughs> it was bad. To, you could not sit in a chair because that didn't look professional. I won't and, buy a calendar from somebody just lounging around. Come on. <laughs> but the funny thing was, I worked there in October. Do you know, how many, a lot do you know of calendars. how many calendars get sold in October? <laughs> Not many. Okay. I was I was like, it was like The Shining. I was losing my That's mind. It's more of a costume time of year. <laughs> Everyone was at Cliff's. Yeah, you should have came and worked at the Halloween place. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my worst job until I remembered the PTSD I had repressed. 
Guys, I sold sweepers door to door. Oh my god! Wow! For about two weeks, you were one of those guys. I was. Hoover guy. Uh, different brand. Did you give away Sam. a free gift to like try and get in the house? Like, oh, if if you no, let me show you, you this, would I'll shampoo give you the carpet. Can you I, see him sticking his foot in there? <laughs> oh yeah. I responded to an ad in the paper, classified job interviews, Lafayette yeah. Hotel. That's how they do it. No, this much money an yeah, hour. Bring a, show bring, up. A re, bring a resume. I show yeah, it's up. Always do, sweepers. Do the <laughs> do the interview. <laughs> I get a callback. Cool. I don't know what it is, but I got a callback. Mm-hmm. There's about 15 people in the room on the second one. It's about a half hour. They they still have not said what the job is. Yeah, you get been the perks. Clue right you get there. The, I was. It was my senior. I had just graduated senior year, mm-hmm. so it was between. The school hadn't ended yet, so it was between senior year and college, and I needed a summer job desperately. So <laughs> I'm just sitting there, sitting there, and I'm like, I didn't know how scam it didn't feel right, but I didn't know yeah. the, how scam it was. And then when they announced it, it's like, hey, we're selling this brand sweeper. Dude stood up, walked straight out. I was like, what's that guy's problem? He's missing out on all the great perks we're going to get. Have you so, heard about our Lord and Savior, Dyson? <laughs> So you got hooked up with a, a sample sweeper and you had to go do like five demonstrations, demonstrations mm-hmm. before you were allowed out on the thing. So went to a neighbor's house, did one for a relative, uh, did it for the parents of the girl I was dating at the time. And you had to do it just like a real thing. Like when you got to their house, you called the boy, manager. I, I, I bet that girl's parents were like, boy, the, this kid's right. going somewhere. Yeah. This, right. uh, yeah. Why the relationship to, didn't last more than past Why do you ask to borrow our copy of Stargate? <laughs> so I get to the, the girlfriend's house. I was like, hey, I, I'm going to show you this sweeper. They're taking pity on me letting me do this. So I have to call the manager. Yeah, so yeah. You know, you're not murdered or lost. Like, hey, I'm at this house. Uh-huh. I'm about to do the thing. Okay, good job. Good luck. Hang up. Oh, here's the thing. It does this much sweeping. Cool, thanks. Okay, yeah, you guys go have fun. So I call afterwards. Hey, okay, finish my, my, my demonstration. Okay, are they interested? Oh, no, they were never interested. It's like, well, did you tell them this? <laughs> did you tell them this? Be, like, he was getting pushy about it. Uh-huh. And he said, all right, well, tell them, you know, you hope they can survive all the dirt that's going to be left on their floors once you leave. And then dump, <laughs> dump it out on their dinner table. <laughs> and, like, and, and I hung up, and her dad said, He's like, I knew something he said to you, because he saw my face just go white. He's like, yeah, he told me he hopes you enjoy all the filth you're living in. (laughs) And he's like, well, if I didn't know you, I would be throwing you out my door right now. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't think this is for me. I don't think I can handle this. I'm not built for this whatsoever. (laughs) Wow. I quit very Uh, shortly after that. Jordan wins. Yeah, you win. You win the week. That's pretty awful. I just killed a building full of people. You. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Where did we go from? Oh, I did. Yeah. uh, Oh, wait. And he (laughs) said (laughs) if you sell any sweepers the week you're doing your training, that's the trick. You get a discount. They'll sell them at a cheaper discount. Uh, so my mom, saint that she is, said, you know, I've, right. always kinda, oh, I want I've always kind of wanted one of those sweepers. They look really nice, and you're selling it so well. <laughs> so I said, well, they're giving me a discount. So if you buy at a discount plus my commission, we're getting a heck of a bargain. Well, yeah, we can turn oh. around and sell this. So I went into the guy's office, <laughs> and he's like, I said, I need to talk to you. He's like, okay, what? I was like, so I sold a sweeper. He's like, oh, g- g- congratulations. I was like, and I need to quit. <laughs> so I, I, I quit in the same day. So I kept my demonstration sweeper. 
And he and he said, I said, well, she you know she said the discounts what one or like, oh you told her. He wanted me to lie to my mother that the sweepers were on sale. <laughs> if you won't lie to your mother, <laughs> then you are cut out for this yeah. business. You'll so lie we, to the lady at the bookstore. Right, right. Yes. Oh, she can be lied to. <laughs> you got to see your mom again. <laughs> you don't want to go visit in that filth. I had repressed all that. Wow. I didn't. I didn't like live, uh, reliving it. Now I got to repress it. I'm really surprised you didn't open up a uh, a calendar slash sweeper store. Oh, yeah, that would have been awesome. Well, you can't sit down anyway. <laughs> That's why I, I I got the nicest, comfiest chair I could find. Oh, I'm gonna man. stay in that chair as long as I can. That's right. Hell with doing inventory. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving so what's, on. What is this podcast about? Uh, streaming. 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 There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's a great show back on Netflix. No, oh. where men can be men. It's called Queer Eye, <laughs> season three. Mm-hmm. Oh, they've, been you, around, they've been around as long as us. Yeah. Did yeah. Do, did you? <laughs> did you ever watch any of those, Cliff? Uh, indeed, you did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, my wife and daughter are big fans. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I am too. I like them. Yeah, I came back one a week or two ago, and I had told you guys before I watched the first season, uh, and then the second. See, I guess there was a second season. Mm-hmm. I, anyway, I like it. I swear, <laughs> I like it. It's you know the original was you know probably fifteen twenty yeah. years ago where they come in. Originally, it was just they came in. It was find, um, find a straight guy, mm-hmm. and they uh, you know. Fix fix his life, you yeah. know. Get get fix his fashion, his food, his where he lives, and all that stuff. And now they have this new cast of guys, and they do the same thing, but they don't just strictly do yeah. uh, do it for straight men. It's for anybody, women, men, straight, gay, gay yeah. whatever. Anyway, they're just so they're very likable, and they like create relationships mm-hmm. with these people, and you really. You know, I really get into it. They're funny guys. Oh, yeah. They're all yeah. so likable. You know, for the most part, they're very likable people. And I just enjoy it. It's just a great, fun-loving, good-feeling yeah. series. I really enjoy it. So, if you haven't... If you're looking for some joy, it's... A, but yes. first hold off, it. First off, hold I, it and I, thank it. I am a sucker for... <laughs> yeah. I am a sucker for any kind of, like... Oh, we're gonna take this house and fix it, makeover show type thing. Like we're gonna take this garbage place you live in and mm-hmm. fix it up. Run so the they, sweeper on it, right? We're gonna. Yes. I'm gonna sweep it, get rid of the filth. <laughs> I'm gonna hang a new calendar. Here's your costume. I'm out. Of here. Hope it doesn't collapse into the dirt. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. We can cover all angles. But they do a lot of that in this show. So it's always nice to see the people's faces when they come home and in their new outfit and their new mm-hmm. haircut. And it, Plus, like I said, all the guys are likable. And it's just good time show. I also watched the what was probably the final season on Amazon Prime of Catastrophe. I have my AA meeting tonight. Again? Well, I mean, you don't really graduate from alcoholism. So I'm supposed to watch Game of Thrones on my own, like a pervert. 
Have you thought about a bit of therapy? I'm going to AA, I'm working in a charity shop, plus my real job, and I'm doing the best I can. Those are for Frankie's lunch. Really? Did he pay for them? Or did I? We've been invited to a dinner with the big Brayband boss and his wife. Oh, God, really? I mean, should I be chatty like Michelle Obama or should I be more like Jackie Kennedy? You know, like, don't say much, but when I do say something, really make it count. Like, slide off the queen. Did you ever watch that? Rob uh-uh. Delaney? Uh-uh. Who's kind of, a, he has an online presence. So that, I, mean, I believe he's a comedian also, but um, it's, just a, it's just a good show on Prime. I don't the, this past season was probably the weakest season, but I would still recommend the show Catastrophe. If you're looking for something, if you have Prime, you, you yeah. know, it's very enjoyable. Do things come and go from Prime like they do from Netflix? Or does it just keep adding and adding? No, and yes, adding? it does come and go, but not this not is not the a, original. This yeah. is an original, so they're always there. Yeah. Just like any Netflix original is always there, and the, this stuff's always there. So, uh, I also watched. Am watching. I'm a. I think this is a four episode series. I may be wrong. Uh, on HBO, the case against Adnan uh, Syed. Yeah, that's. From, it's the serial. What the serial podcast, most famous podcast ever, mm-hmm. um, was based on. It's kind of covering that with video now. You know, it's it's fine. Serial serial was great that first season of serial. Did you ever listen to that, Jordan? No, just really great but you don't like true crime um anyway the it's it's just a hbo's you know format on it and it's good if you if you had listened to the podcast it's definitely worth yeah yeah saying that what are you guys watching on streaming Uh, a couple things on hulu um first i watched a new series called shrill Eddie Bryant. Yes. Right. Yeah. I like, I like her. I have not watched it. Okay. I do like her. Yes. First uh, season is six episodes. And it ends kind of weird. Like, I I had to look it up. Like, I watched the first six. Uh, and I thought, oh, is this one of those deals where... Because I wasn't... I knew it had come out recently, but I, I didn't know how recently. So I was like, oh, in a couple weeks are they going to drop more episodes or whatever but anyways uh no it's just six episodes it ends kind of kind of weirdly but um i enjoyed it it reminded me a little bit of girls um i like that yeah kind of a cross between girls and and i don't know something almost like working i was talking about working moms Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of between working moms and girls in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, it's Addie, Addie Bryant. Um, she's an aspiring journalist trying to juggle her boyfriend, um, if you want to call him that. Uh, her mom, who is her whole life been kind of the, she's a very nice lady. She's played by, um, she was from Saturday Night Live. I can't think of her name. Uh, Molly Shan. Nope. I'm guessing Saturday nope. Night older. Night. Older than Molly Shannon. This uh, is a fun game. Yeah, this is good podcasting. Uh, she played Pat. Oh, I don't know her name, but I know you're talking about. Oh, gosh. Anyways. Um, but her mom is the very nice lady, 
Daniel Stern plays her her dad, but her mom has Daniel give, Stern. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, her mom is. She's always played the concerned mom who Julia Sweeney. There it is. I knew that. Who, as a overweight child growing up, you know, was always kind of trying to control what she <laughs> ate and kind of giving her those backhanded comments a little bit and trying to push her towards a more healthy quote unquote lifestyle well that, that that's the praise i saw for it was it's about a plus size woman yes like getting your life together but it's not about losing weight and what she looks no. like it's about right. her, no. her other quality yeah this is based on um lindy west memoir um she was an author that became famous uh for writing these articles she was very bold in them um so it's based off of that uh season one covers enough time to break through the uh the self-doubt um that's you know been more or less holding her back her her whole life so she's working to get past that and be more confident and become this great writer and write about the stuff that um as she from her perspective so she writes a couple articles becomes big she has a jackass of a of a boss who uh uh, treats her horribly uh, as well as most of the employees but um, she has this relationship with this on and off boyfriend that becomes more serious throughout season one he's really good um, it was fresh a fresh take for the most part I thought it could have been a little better um, but from there from I kept on Hulu and I went to this uh, have you heard of Pen 15 I saw some people on Facebook talking about it. Yeah, this was kind of similar because I really like Shrill and I was kind of on that roll and I was like, well, let's. I was kind of looking for something similar. I need more working moms. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is kind of weird and maybe not for me, but series depicts two middle school students very realistically in around 2000. They're 13-year-olds going into seventh grade. Um, I'll... <laughs> You know, a whole new world if you remember that time of your life. But the two stars are grown women portraying themselves more or less as 13-year-olds. And all the other kids in the school are like real kid actors. Seventh grade is going to be so amazing. It's going to be really, really good. It's going to be like the best year of our lives. Let's like do everything together. Yeah, no doubt. Like all our first together, like our first kiss. Hey, Anna, did you? I was just looking for my disc. No! You're 13, and you're still playing with dolls. How dare you do this to me, bitch? Alex broke up with Heather. It's happening. I guess he like loves me or whatever. I'm really, 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 really sorry. It's true. It's a neat take, but it's, it's kind of like Riverdale. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Riverdale. Um, it's kind of a neat take. Um, it's pretty adult, um, but yeah, they, that's definitely a good way to portray awkwardness as like being so outside the normal. Yeah, you know, what you're seeing there. Well, the, they do a really good job of portraying thirteen year olds and just the way they speak, the language they use, the mannerisms they use um, between these two best friends. And 
it's a lot of, you know, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And that became very annoying to me <laughs> immediately. I was just like, oh, please, someone else talk. Um, but it's getting great reviews. And I understand, I watched the first three episodes. I understand why people really, really like it. Um, it's pretty brave um, in the things they cover uh, about real things that happen at that age. Um, real you know horrible things even um the one one character is labeled as a uh the ugis of the year of that school immediately which means ugliest girl in school um and you feel for her. you know this young asian that is character the opposite of hbic yes ugis um so anyways comics uh maya erskine and anna conkle play uh, Maya and Anna um, themselves and it's I don't know if I'm going to go forward with it but I would recommend it especially to I think younger females 20 somethings will really enjoy it maybe even some 30 something somethings and more um, it's really good so that was my Hulu for the week well you guys were watching us yeah <laughs> you got anything you want to Streaming wise, uh, just I've gotten a little bit further in Love, Death, and Robots, and I've liked every single episode. I almost started that the yeah. other day. Nick and, did not like that. No, he was watching it with his girlfriend last week. He was like all fired up. <laughs> he's like, I've he heard... didn't like that they were like, like, uh, he's like, just something about the nudity and things like. He's like, oh, they're just trying to be edgy. And I, he, he did not like that. There's definite, like, what can we get away with? Let's, yeah. you know, and we don't have to censor ourselves, so let's go crazy. But I've also heard they're playing, everyone's getting different play orders. Yeah. So he may not have watched the same ones I did. That's what I told so him, too. He, he said he, only, he watched three or four, and he's like, I just felt like they were just doing stuff because they could do it. And it wasn't like they were breaking any ground or anything, which I don't know. I haven't seen it, but that was his opinion. I've yeah, I've been impressed with it. I've I've enjoyed. There there hasn't been one I haven't liked. There's of course I like some more than others, but there was there has not mm. yet been one I I disliked. Yeah, I still need to check it out. And the only other thing I watched was the same movie Cliff did. The dirt. The dirt. <laughs> Insert crew music. It could have happened to anybody. But it didn't. It happened to us. The new band is gonna be something nobody's ever seen before. Oh my god, those are my pants. But they look so much better on me. We got a runaway. A kid drummer. An old man. Let's just play it. They say you're going to be a rock star. What do you think? Motley Crue, based on the... I, did the it, whole band write this book? That's how I understood it. Okay, so it's like their memoir. I feel like this has been a long time. Yeah, it's been around yeah. for a I remember time. almost buying it years and years ago. Because like, mm-hmm. I, I loved crew back then. I'll be thankful you didn't buy that book. Man. Yeah. I've well, it has to be better than what I'm hearing. I, it looks terrible. Like, I did not watch the, the movie because yeah, it, it looked, looked really bad. 
Spanish, the Scorpions, Bon Jovi, Skid Row, Kiss. But I have never been through what Motley Crue put me through. I am sick and tired of not having any fun. Everything's upside down and flip I watched the whole thing um, the entire time wondering why I kept watching it. <laughs> Other than, uh, I told you guys, this movie made Bohemian Rhapsody look like Citizen Kane. Yeah. It was so bad. The actors were so bad. It's got um oh, my brain isn't working. You're killing it on that. I know. It's got um I didn't recognize anybody. Was from Game of Thrones plays uh, Mick Mars. Um who does he play on Game of Thrones? Let's play that game. He plays Game of Thrones. I thought he plays Game no. of Thrones. Good old um, Game of Thrones. Bolton. Ramsey's oh, okay. Ramsey Bolton yeah. plays uh, Mick Mars in okay. it, and um, <laughs> yeah, it's I, I couldn't even tell you one part was worse than the than the other. It was just all equally horrible. Yeah. I didn't hate it, but I just it was as we've said before the musical biopic A B C D. You know, he's, yeah, that's a, there's a playbook, and you go. But with this movie, they took the four least likable people. Had focus. them do the worst things mm-hmm. and sabotage themselves, and then at the end, there's not really any redemption. No, there's none. There's zero. <laughs> so yeah, normally you get the I'm a I'm a young hungry entertainer. Right. You get discovered. Excess leads to the fall. Then you have a triumphant comeback. And this was just so they they've always been awful. Yeah. And when they got money, they became way more awful. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, sounds right. Uh, you know, usually these these musical biopics give you something to sink your teeth in. To, you really like this person, this band, this character, whatever, and you feel and you're so happy at the end of them when they triumph and make their comeback. This there was nothing redeemable at all about these guys. And that's why I don't know if you were a huge Motley Crue fan. If that would make you feel any different. I, I'm I, not. I have no. I mean, I know their hits, but that's about yeah. it. I was a pretty big fan of theirs, and I loved the hair bands when I was in high school and beyond. Mm-hmm. But I, sure. I don't. But it, like I said, I even know not to watch this. So like I, it just looks terrible. My only exposure, my only, the only, I, the only day I was cool in elementary school, it was the last day of school. I don't know, third, fourth, fifth grade, somewhere along those. And on the last day, they had a picnic, and we spent all day outside, and you could go do activities or watch a movie or do whatever. And they said, oh, you can wear a hat, or you can bring a toy, or you can do that, or you can bring a radio if you want to listen to music on the last day. I was like, I'm going to bring my radio. Shout out to the devil. And I brought my little, I had this little plastic red radio. It was tiny. It just looked like a toy, probably. I was like, I, I don't have anything to play on my radio. knock on my brother justin's door who at this point had the hair was a rocker and i was like i need some music so he hooks me up with like half a dozen cassettes of like what was cool at the time which i did not have access to normally so i'm like sweet i take my radio and my cassettes to school and like there were these sixth graders playing basketball or something and I don't know what I don't know what gave me this bravery to go talk to these older kids. Well, I was like, "Hey, I, I got my radio. If you want to listen to some songs," <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, what do you got?" And they looked at me with such disdain, like, "What do you got?" And the first one on the pile was like, "Oh, I got girls, girls, girls," and they looked at me with the amount of respect. <laughs> they're like, "Dude," and they're like, "Cool," and they went, put it in, took my radio, took it to the basketball court, 
Listened to it the whole day. I had I did not have access to my radio the whole day. <laughs> Brought it back to me five minutes before the end of the totally day. Totally worth it. You got to like thanks, cred. man. I had I was not invited to play. It's like yeah. a it's like a mean yeah. Joe Green yeah. moment. <laughs> they threw him his radio. Just took my radio, but I was cool. I, so I didn't need a radio because I was Heck cool yeah. for that day. See, yeah, crew did you right? That's right. <laughs> uh, want to mention real quick. You guys watched the Stranger Things three trailer that came out? I wasn't going. I to. did not. I just oh, I didn't boy. watch. But I didn't, it didn't figure, spoil I didn't figure yeah. they'd reveal too much. I thought it's still several months away, so yeah, I'll yeah. forget whatever they do show. kids anymore yeah the gang's all back i mean what did you think we're just gonna sit in my basement all day play games for the rest of our lives it's important to me that you feel safe i want you to feel this can still be your home. Um, I like they're aging them. I do too. Because you can't pretend they're the same age. No. No. And, uh, you know, they're just being kids. And Dustin's back from camp. It's. I'm sure I'll play some of it in here. But, uh, yeah, I, I. it got me pumped up for 4th of July. Happy 4th of yeah, July! friends with um the last thing is i was gonna hit real quick because i happened to watch it this morning uh dc universe doom patrol morton i haven't been mr morton since ah no help me the man is the man i'm nobody i've been admiring those freaks of yours for quite some time are we really the best people to hunt a super villain I can't recommend this show oh, enough. No. <laughs> Go out there, get I, DC you, You're trying though. You're doing your I'm best. Really you're trying. Best. It's odd, strange. It's a dark comedy all the way. Where I hit, where I hit, what I hit. I can't feel pain. You're as afraid as the rest of us. You're kidding me. This is what the world looks like when we try to live in it. We don't have to get involved. Especially if we make things worse. I want to go home. We can do that. I don't even know what to hope for. We're powerless. I have no clue how to fix um, this. And it's... Hey, Dad. This mission I, It's so much character building in these first seven episodes. Um, you really forget that it's... They're a superhero team and like there's any mission or anything going on. It's just developing these characters as much as we can, giving us as much background as we can, understanding them. Now comes their reckoning! 
What do you want from me? Yes, I am ready, Father. Holy. 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 I got the point. Don't you dare hurt them. They are quite doomed. Thank God that's solved. Um, it's great, but I was going to run down real quick. Uh, the big mission of the season one is we have to find the chief. Now, he has been taken by Mr. Nobody and our team of misfits and, and weirdos are just rudderless. Um, Cyborg has stayed uh, around Doom Manor because he want, the chief is his friend. He's worked with his dad on developing his programming and cybernetics and whatever and um he's dedicated if he can find the chief maybe the justice legal notice i guess um i couldn't remember exactly which episodes i think i caught i talked briefly about the first couple episode three is called puppet patrol where they find themselves uh in looking for the chief they end up in paraguay and they find the nazi scientist who made Mr. Nobody. Except he's a puppet now. He's totally in puppet form. And uh, <laughs> it's crazy. They end up there with this man who's... They they follow a man who's also a tourist. He wants to go meet the scientist and buy superpowers. That's, that's what he's going to do. So they go with him um, to this... Nazi scientist lair or whatever. He's got all these German younger people who are just um, dressed in Lederhosen and they are basically extensions of this Nazi scientist's mind, his brain. Um, it's pretty crazy, I know. But we find, uh, we, we battle with him. Uh, he messes with our team a little bit. And uh, there's some cool action there. Episode four is called Cult Patrol. This is the one that uh, introduces Grant Morrison's um, Cult of the Unwritten Book. Uh, if anybody's read any the old Doom Patrol with Morrison. And uh, the Doom Patrol must protect the book, who is a young man. And as he get, gets older, this language appears on his body like tattoos. It's Doom Patrol. It's weird, guys. Just go with it. Um, but when he turns 18, his book is complete and the cult is trying to, they want to have to read him because when they read his book, um, the D creator unveils himself to undo the world. Okay. So they, uh, this Templar Knights of the Templar Willoughby. Um, that's, that's why I don't read books. Yes. Willoughby. Kipling shows up, who is a just a John Constantine knockoff, um, to battle this cult, and <laughs> it's a it leads right into episode five, Paw Patrol. Doom Patrol uses time travel to create a rival cult out of thin air and spawn a new god, the Recreator, to defeat the D Creator. Did you say Paw Patrol? Paw Patrol. Okay. There's a theme here. Puppet Patrol, Cult Patrol, Paw Patrol. Episode 6, Doom Patrol Patrol. (laughs) (laughs) 
which we learn all about the original Doom Patrol from the 1950s. We meet Mento that Rita briefly had an affair with. Of course, they were married in the comic books. And Celsius in their classic 1950s uniforms. And we learn about how they battled Mr. Nobody and they think they kicked his butt back then. Um, only to find out it's all just a mirage in their own heads and they got their butts kicked by Mr. Nobody um, who in this series Mr. Nobody literally drains the sanity of anyone he comes in contact with so all through these episodes Mr. Nobody I, Alan I, know, Tudak, I, know, I know several people like that yes exactly is, um, is slowly trying to drive them all crazy Episode 7 today, Therapy Patrol. It's a great episode. All about dealing with uh, the demons of each character, you know, their personality problems. Uh, Cyborg calls a team meeting in the morning. We get uh, we get the story one by one of each character of that morning, what happens to him. It's all crazy stuff that always happens. Um, Cliff Steele, Robot Man, has a breakdown um, wh- where he's seeing his daughter and... Um, her adoptive dad he's learned that his daughter has survived the crash grown up but was raised by his former crew chief because he was a race car driver NASCAR driver and his former crew chief who was having an affair with his wife at the time who he beats up back in the 80s oh Ricky Bobby yes (laughs) don't you put that evil on me Ricky Bobby exactly (laughs) so this man has raised his daughter Um, he can't he doesn't differentiate his fantasies with reality at this point. He calls for a therapy session since the chief isn't there because the chief always talks to them and helps them through their problems. Um, so they're going to try and do it themselves. Of course, it's all, you know, these people were, they, they don't like each other. They can't get along. They aggravate the bejesus out, out of each other, trying to hurt each other. Um, and at the end, Again, Cliff goes back into another uh, breakdown, uh, falls on the floor, and is unconscious. And we see his mouth open of the robot, and a rat climbs out of his body. Hmm. Only to realize, spoilers, I know everybody, but trust me, even if you know what happens, it's worth going back and watch, that the rat is none other than Admiral Whiskers. As being manipulated also by Mr. Nobody. Oh, man. Which goes all the way back to, like, episode one or two. We see the him driving the bus and running over the rat's mother. Oh. It's insane. I know it's insane, but it's the best thing on TV right now, I'm <laughs> telling you guys, for streaming. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Every Friday, I wake up excited that I'm going to get a new episode of Doom Patrol. How many is left? You're gonna to get to watch it three. before Michael and ruin his cue. Oh, I text I text Michael every Friday, and I'm like, "Doom Patrol!" <laughs> I already watched it, and he's like, "Shut up." <laughs> What's left tonight? Television, TV. Hello, divorce. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run, Barry, run. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Ha uh-huh. ha. 
In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Groovy. We watched nothing. <laughs> Good night. Now the, uh, it's getting closer to springtime, so I had several series wrap up here recently, so I mm-hmm. can knock a few off our list here. Uh, how far did you go with The Gifted, Cliff? Uh, I have not watched any of this season. Didn't go into season two. I or... really expected to, and somehow just I haven't gotten around to it. I thought season one ended pretty strong, so yeah. I was into season two and quickly sort of lost interest. I, I stuck with it, but I was kind of fast-forwarding through a lot of it. Mm. So I would watch the full hour in about 12 minutes. <laughs> just hit the highlights. But the finale, they killed off one of the main characters. Again. So that's somebody, what happened last season. Somebody that's been there since the beginning. One of the main, main, you know, title credit characters. is it wasn't. Gone. I'm not going to tell you because no one watches it. I did. I just like, no, it wasn't died. I don't care about well, it. I will tell you the very end. They save ah. the day. They defeat you know, the, the mutants Spoiler, who are trying to, that. the mutants are trying to start some stuff. You know, how yeah. mu- you know, how mutants are the evil ones. Um, then at the very, <laughs> they save the day at the very end. Uh, a blink had been missing for a while. They thought mm-hmm. maybe she was dead, but she was gone. And at the very end, blink pops back in. And Blanks. they're teasing she was stuck somewhere that was very apocalyptic. Uh. So, yeah, that's where Blink began in the comics in the Age of Apocalypse. So they're hinting there's some kind of mm-hmm. you know alternate reality where everything is going horribly wrong. I don't Step know how I don't know how you would do that on Fox Primetime, but mm. you just hint at it and then move on, just like that. Maybe they, they're going to insert clips from the old uh, Fox 90s X-Men show. They did. They did Apocalypse pretty well, yeah. <laughs> I'm your baby tonight. He lost me. That's the rip-off. That's the song they ripped off for oh. the oh. Fox. Yeah. Huh. Oh. Deadly Class ended. Uh, this first season was just 10 episodes on Sci-Fi Channel, also based on a comic book. I very much enjoyed this. It ended on a cliffhanger, so I hope they know if we're getting more because I'm definitely coming back for season two. Uh, This is one that was set in the 80s, had terrific music cues all throughout it, and it wasn't all the eight, you know, that's what I call 80s. You know, it wasn't the hits you're expecting. Yeah. There, there's a lot of different characters in the in the in the school, and there would be punk music and goth music, you know, the Smiths and all these, the Cure and all these '80s new wave and goth songs. And then in the end, they set a fight to a Willie Nelson song. Sure. It was just done so well, but it, yeah, it's very much. I don't like using the word grindhouse, but it's very, you know, the violence is kind of over the top. It, it takes kind of familiar things, the Yakuza ninja fights. And, you know, the punks with baseball bats with with nails in them and, you know, <laughs> things you've kind of seen before in these sort of movies and just kind of mashes them all together into one thing. And I I did, I very much enjoyed it. The, the villain was a little bit over the top, a little bit too cartoonish on a very cartoonish show. But I, I on a, in a, in a, in a era of way too many comic book shows, don't let Deadly Class get lost in the shuffle. And we also finished up Miracle Workers on TBS. Did you ever try that one, Seth? 
No, Simon I remember Rich. you talking about it, and I couldn't get the first episode to oh, okay. get it. Yeah, this was Steve Buscemi and Daniel Radcliffe. Steve Buscemi plays God in kind of a dysfunctional Earth that is uh, past its prime and terrible. You know, uh, uh, red tape and everything's complicated and complex. Getting anything done, and you know, when it first started, it's kind of that. Okay, God is Michael Scott in a failing company. Like he's the guy you're trying to avoid. Like, oh, don't. I hope God doesn't have a meeting because then we'd have to do. Like it's that sort of thing. It's like that's clever enough, but as the show goes on you kind of get a feeling of why he's like this and you kind of much like the office did you kind of start rooting for michael yeah you 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 get you you forgive his crazy delusions and you kind of like him a little bit more and yeah i won't i I won't ruin the what makes that happen but you kind of visit god has to go home to his family god has parents and siblings and you kind of learn what God's family life was like mm. that would make him create something like Earth that I'm is ridiculous. Sure I don't know what his family life was like. <laughs> it has been documented in a few books, I think. <laughs> but uh, my favorite exchange of the whole thing, his brothers and sisters are making fun of him because he created Earth. And it's so. And I love looking at that stuff that it's like everything we do is ridiculous. <laughs> Like bugs. Why are there bugs? They're just everywhere. They're crawling on things. They don't. They fly in circles. They don't do any. I love looking through lenses of like, yeah. how, you know, this is ridiculous stuff. We don't even think about. But they're like, they're trying to get him to explain what he's done and what this craziness he's created is like. Tell, tell him what a cow is. Tell him about a cow. <laughs> it's like a big dog you can drink from. <laughs> well, what's a dog? It's a small cow you can be friends with. Okay, but you got to tell them about giraffes. They will not believe giraffes. It's a tall dog with a leg for a neck. Come on. So, like, <laughs> just ex- exchanges like that killed me. And then they're throughout, they have to influence Earth and they have to keep doing things. So they're trying to get these two, this couple together that will spark something else. Right. But um, So they're like, okay, well, if this bus is late, that'll make, she'll miss the bus and have to get the next bus and she'll oh, be on the Oh, here we go. Time so, travel. So that sort of thing. But heaven is just pulling levers and messing with everything. And it always creates horrible repercussions on earth. So like planes crash and p- buildings burn down. And like every episode had this beleaguered newscaster that was just like, Oh, in my entire career, I've never seen the tragedies of human proportions. <laughs> and like everything's just like this beleaguered guy who's just like witnessing all these horrors that are just kind of like t- tossed off as like, Whew, oh, we saved the day now. But it's like, no, somebody paid for this. So <laughs> it's just a lot of little things, little clever things like that. I, yeah. I thought it was a very solid series, uh, very irreverent humor, but it was it tickled my funny bone. If, if you that sort of thing would, uh, Did they you, you would like find it's going to come back. Or? Uh, this now they said it was a seven episode mini series. No, no. I mean, I could see that there'd be room for more, but this wrapped everything up. There's no 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 hanging plot threads or anything. Okay. Uh, I kind of split up my HBO stuff because uh, so I'd have something to talk about streaming. Um, but I watched the Inventor colon Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. It's been all in the news. Have you not? Say anything about that, Jordan Mm-mm. Cliff? Did you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Uh, the story of Theranos, a multi-billion-dollar tech company. Its founder was Elizabeth Holmes, the youngest self-made female billionaire. It's not Kylie Jenner. It's Elizabeth Holmes, self-made billionaire. Massive fraud that collapsed the company. Uh, she's the chick that was in Silicon Valley that had this idea to. 
you know how there's always been the thing in the future we'll be able to take just a tiny drop of blood and do all these tests <laughs> on it and she said well let's just do that now and she created this company and got millionaires to give her all kinds of money to fund this and she set up shop and hired all these scientists and was going to create this technology and she basically just really thought she was big stuff she patterned herself after steve jobs and put her wardrobe was just a bunch of black outfits and she it's very strange but i understand eccentric people can be like that but dropped out of college there's this alex gibney i think's the director it's it's a very uh I don't really like his his style of documentary. It's very surface level. You know, I've seen way better documentaries. But I would like to recommend uh, the book. is called Bad Blood, which seems to be the definitive take on this. And there's also a, a really big podcast called The Dropout, because she dropped out of college for this, that basically talks about, talks about the book. And they only can get so deep in this two-hour documentary, but... It did make me want to look at those other forms of the story. But ba basically, she just did a lot of lying and things to uh, pursue this. They're going to make a movie about it. Adam McKay, who did Vice, and I think it's the big short. So if she was just good at her job and successful and saved a bunch of lives, we would never have heard of her. But since right. she's a crook, I'll right. get oh, yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, I she's really catching a lot of heck. And the thing is, I work in a laboratory, a medical laboratory, so I feel like I have a, a take on this. Uh, but it's just that only that I do feel like someday they will get there. It's just the way she went about it was so like thinking she could do something that everyone else in the business wasn't already trying to do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she can't. Yeah. And she's just full of it. And if anybody questioned her, she fired them. And, and so on. So kind of exposes her and they were they're doing it did the whole thing went under and they uh like i said they're making a movie it's just ready made for adam mckay to do his flavor of expose you know showing how it goes down and they cast i believe jennifer lawrence to play her which is perfect casting as far as i'm concerned so i'm i will definitely go see that so check it out if you have HBO. It's worth seeing how the story goes down. There's there is some behind the scenes footage that they were able to get and things. It's interesting. Hmm. You guys still watching Superstore? Yes. Yes. I was throwing off. I I watched an episode a couple nights ago, uh, and it was the latest episode, I do believe, but it was Valentine's Day. So, yeah. Yeah. So it threw me off. I was like, why are we watching a Valentine's Day? <laughs> yeah, they've had like snowstorms. Or, yeah. Like, they it got, seems like something yeah, got delayed. Some, yeah, yeah, something's off there. Right. Yeah. so Because usually of, they put them out right on the... Yeah. On that. Know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, they got snowed in and had to spend the night at the store. And right. uh, Sandra and Jerry have yes. rekindled. I want even her to though, shove it in that girl's face so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I figured it out watching the show more. When it first came out, I didn't get into it, and I didn't watch much of the first season. And then if you guys have pressured me, and I feel I have to watch it to keep up with the cool kids, 
I like it a lot more. And I think I realized when they realized Jonah is not the main character of the show. Yes. America Ferreira is the main character yes. of the show. And it's not like, oh, poor smart Jonah has to deal with all these nuts. It's like, no, he needs to... He's, he, he's he, one of the nuts. Him being sidelined yeah. and focusing more on he is her. Anybody that works... He's anyone that works in a place like that and thinks they're the normal one. Yes. That's him. That's right. Uh, yeah. So I, I can much more hook into that wavelength than I could... Yeah. Oh, this guy's way too good for us for, to be here. I honestly feel like it's went a little downhill. Because I really liked... Well, I kind of did too, but I really liked the the Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, I saw it. It I thought it was really good with the um, fighting between uh, Jonah and Amy over whether or not Garrett should tell uh, Dina what he did. Yeah, and um, it's you know the, the whole subplot with the tattoo. Yeah, where Cheyenne's giving tattoos out now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, shoot. Right in the middle of the store, and Marcus has his shirt off, and for hours she's do- re- doing and redoing. That his guy's tattoo. funny. That character's yeah. funny. The stuff he says is like so ugh, and then cringy. Yeah, through the whole day, and then Glenn's making these videos for his baby in the future because he works nineteen hours a day. <laughs> so is he quitting now or something? I don't know. That That's, was that was the it seemed to be the take. So they're going to need a new manager. He said, "I don't want to be a manager anymore." So that. Yeah. Which he I feel like may, that's pretty drastic because he's a big part of that. He show. may be my favorite character. Yeah, I, I agree. Like he, if he was gone, that would be a, a strange, big, yeah, way to go on the show. I don't know. I, I I like it. I don't like it as much as I used to. I'm, I'll stick with it. And see where they go with it. So uh, the only other thing I really watched this week again, this is us just keeping up with that. They deconstructed Beth and Randall's relationship. I watched this. I'll tell you up front. Uh-huh. I am totally caught up on the show. Okay. So go on. I just yeah. wanted you to know. Okay. I was going to admit to it. Good, good. Um, yeah, so they just unravel, you know, Beth and Randall have kind of been the perfect couple of, of all the cast. Um, they tend to, you know, they're successful, um, strong-minded, almost peanut butter and jelly type relationship right what one compliments the other at all times um but we've been starting to see little cracks in with him running for office and she got fired we've seen the future too yes and we've seen we know they're not together in the future hint of the future um but i thought it was kind of neat how they i thought this was one of the best episodes i've seen i agree it was it was it was good and i like the big callback to him remembering watching his parents yeah and, and that was that groundwork was laid much earlier oh yeah so that's the first time i've really seen them do that where they laid just a fight down so early just that to... substanti- substantially paid off later mm-hmm. i mean they're they're doing you know they're spinning a lot of plates on the show oh, yeah which is the draw. You get to see so many different eras of this family. It's a clever yeah. idea. Multiple timelines. Um, so I'm always wondering where they're going to go with that. And that was probably the first time I was like, okay, they really... Yeah. Should, something really paid off that was still they brought subtle. it home, yeah. And, you know, so that that was good. And I, I, again, I like that storyline. I like those two because he's such the do-gooder character mm-hmm. and... To expose his flaws, right? In that way, 
you know, that he doesn't see he has. Yes. And yet still you can see from his perspective her her laying a lot on him, you know. Sure. You know, that is her own problems. So I I I did I enjoyed that. Yeah, that whole um that whole thing, you know, where we've we've been having the same fight since the day we met thing. It's a it's a it I really like because it showed a real thing with couples who can totally love each other. Like they're a, a perfect couple. But, oh yeah. But you can see why they would not end up together, even right. being you know made for each other. So that's it was a neat life, it was a man. neat thing. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I, I like shows like I've watched many shows. Parenthood. Did you ever watch Parenthood? A little bit. Yeah. That was that was the previous show to this that yeah. people watched and you saw all the different family dynamics and things. And there's been a billion of them over the years, but that was probably the latest one I thought was reminded me of this. And so I was kind of, eh, I didn't really want to get into this because you know I can only take so much of the dad, <laughs> Randall. Randall, Randall. I don't like the way he talks. <laughs> Somebody tried to tell me his girl. I watch it because so I keep because I work with all women basically on my ship. They talk about it all the time, mm-hmm. and I and I make fun of him. And they'll be like, "Oh, he was on, dude. He was in Creed too." I'm like, "He's in Rocky Five. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I was like. It's like they didn't just put him in Creed 2 because he was like, this is us. (laughs) Come on, people. Anyway. Yeah. So that's what I watched. We're not forcing you to watch this one, Jordan. You have to watch it. I'm good. We had a couple new shows launch this week. We haven't got too much of a taste of it, but uh, Happy Season 2 started on the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, my gosh. They have been running ads on Twitter relentlessly. Uh, constantly. So this was based on the Grant Morrison comic book that only lasted like four issues, so they are way past any <laughs> origin story. But Grant Morrison co-wrote this first episode, actually, and it is set around Easter time, which the first one was set at Christmas. There was an evil Santa he had to try and find. This one's set at Easter, and there's a weird Easter bunny in a leather latex mask with zippers and stuff. That's one of his costumes you sold. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> this is Christopher Maloney as sort of a washed-up cop uh, who sees an imaginary blue horse voiced by Patton Oswalt. And the first scene is a whole gaggle of nuns strapped with C4. Is that what it is? I want to know. Because it, it's like a murder of crows. A gaggle. A gaggle of nuns. Is that I, the I correct so. term? I was... Write it down, folks. I, I have not checked my Pride Catholic, of Lions. Uh, <laughs> a I've gaggle che- of nuns. I have to check my Catholicopedia. Group of nuns is called. But, yeah, so the opening scene are nuns going to get blown up with C4. Geese. geese. <laughs> Wrong. It's not nuns. <laughs> go on. So that's, if you can handle that, that's and then it ramps up from there. So that's the kind of show you're looking for. And then on FX, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, I saw this was. I can't believe I just googled gaggle of nuns, uh-huh. and this is what came up. What are the chances of right? <laughs> Good job, Google. I don't think I can read that out loud, but there was a, a quote. Go, sorry, I keep interrupting. <laughs> what we do in the shadows, the vampire mockumentary. Originally directed by, how quick are you on the drop? Not Taika Waititi. Not quick enough because I did not have it pulled up. <laughs> uh, so that in the movie, I love the movie that FX reran it. I rewatched it this week. I, I remembered how funny it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords was the star of the movie. He is now executive producer for this. 
So he wrote the first episode. Taika Waititi directed it. It's nightfall. He awakened. Very cool, Master. Very scary. Thank you. Nadja, Laszlo! Yes? Can you come downstairs for a second, please? The problems with living with other vampires are the vampires I have chosen to stay with. I wanted to talk about general hygiene in the cell. Last night, there were all these people down there, half drunk. Where did they find the alcohol? No, they were half drunk. They've been half drunk. If you've got something to say, then damn well say it. It's not hygienic! I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I, I I wasn't sure if they'd be able... And even the commercials, I didn't... Like, they're all new characters. I'm like, this is a little iffy. I, I, the, the Nothing in the commercials made me laugh. But I laughed multiple times throughout the episode. Yeah, I haven't recorded it. I haven't watched it yet. But I, I'm worried about them, like, doing the same jokes over from the movie. Like, are they going to do that? Not really. Um, there's a new character. Yeah, they're all new characters. Yeah. Um, Doug Jones... The guy who right. he was in Hellboy and a lot of Guillermo del Toro movies. Yeah, very he plays, costumed guy. He plays a character, the goes Baron. To, goes to where Cliff used to work. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's a little bit similar to Pita, Pita from uh, the from right, the movie right. as the, kind of the old ancient vampire. Um, there's a female housemate now. There's so that's a little okay, more vampire so. diversity. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's set on it's set in Staten Island. It's not set in New Zealand. I just but think it, about the movie like when they put the newspaper down. <laughs> <laughs> but it has a lot it has a lot of those sort of jokes and that oh, that there's so sense of that i fly the concords i love that show yeah. the sitcom i love you know thor ragnarok the boy and anything taika waititi's done i have really enjoyed and this has that very similar sense of humor uh there's a great gag involving blood uh, much like the movie did a few of those. So I, I, from just one episode, I don't know. I think Clint wrote a lot of the first season. I'm not sure how much uh, Watiti directed, but it has their fingerprints all over it. So high recommendation. Yeah. And um, as we're recording, we haven't seen the last episode of Walking Dead. I'm sure you have. It premieres this weekend. It's uh, the end of the ninth season. Catch me up. So we don't know how it ended. Do we want to lead up to it or wait till the yes, finale? Yes, this is where I learn about it. I don't watch it anymore. All right, we're several episodes behind. Uh, last one we talked about was the episode nine. So episode 10, we got uh, more of a flashback. We learned more about Alpha, the leader of the yep. Whispers, yep. and her daughter, Lydia. We learned more about their relationship. And she bonds with Henry, who, when this season started, or half season started, I turned it on. Good question. I turned the show on about five minutes before it premiered, and they were playing the finale of the first half of the season. Okay. And there was a kid in a jail cell having this long conversation, and I had no clue who he was, what the plot was, why he was in jail. I was like, is this even the same show? I had completely forgotten this character. He was the one who trained with the Bo staff with... I'm forgetting his name already. He left. Oh, he Jesus. left the show. No. Uh, uh, oh, um, yeah. The guy from the Donatello. Beginning. What's his name? Yeah. He went to Fear the Walking Dead. Right. Day. I know. Yeah. You can tell we're on top of the show. Oh, <laughs> Start with an M. Right? Morgan. Yeah, yes. Morgan. He trained with Morgan, and he is Carol and Ezekiel's adopted son, basically at mm. the kingdom, and they so are trying is, to turn so, him into Carl. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Because Carl's dead. 
and Carl got with Lydia in the Henry comics. Henry has had way too much screen time this season, and he's just a vacant black hole yeah. of characterization. There's, I, I don't, I'm not blaming the actor, but just his character. We don't care. We followed some of these characters for nine years, right. and they're all of a sudden like, oh, what about Henry? You don't you want to? You can't just point a camera at a yeah. new person and we're gonna give yeah. crap. Uh, so the next episode, and this season has been better. And they, the next episode of season uh, episode eleven, they're preparing for the fair. That's this whole season is leading to the fair. That's going to bring all the communities together. We uh-huh. jump forward in time. There have been falling outs between the communities. So this is the trade fair, and everybody's bringing, you know, whatever you're you're good at doing, the blacksmithing or the gardening. You're bringing them all to this fair. Comic trade. books, whatever you made. Yeah, yeah, right. Thanks. Sweepers, um, costumes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they. Ezekiel wants to show a movie, but the last bulb they had got broken. So they do a whole mission to go to a theater in a nearby town and get one of the specialty you know, projector bulbs. Mm. And they're like, is this worth risking our lives for? Yes. There are monsters in there. What if someone dies just for a movie? And it's this talk about, you know, we have to, you know, if we're trying to bring society back and, you know, we have to risk for all this. Yes. So, like, it was a cool episode Dealing with a thing, it's not that important, but it's like, okay, how'd they figure out how to get in there? There's all these things down the floor. They've got to go up and over. You know, it's a show that's been on this long. you got to figure out new things to right. to create drama around. So, so did they do it and show a movie? Uh, we got to wait till we get to the Okay, fair. I just want to make sure I don't miss that part. They got the bulb. Got it. After some trouble. I bet. All right, so Lydia <laughs> has been hanging out with them. And Lydia, the whisperers show up at the front door, like, "Hey, we got some of your people prisoner, and we'll trade them." So they're like, "We don't know this girl. Take her. We'll, we want our people back." And Henry's like, "No, but it's Lydia. I like her. She's pretty cool." So Henry leaves. He sneaks out and leaves. He's gonna go chase the horde of whispers down mm. and save Lydia somehow. Uh, next episode was a little more about uh, Michonne and more explanation of or hints really we don't get an explanation for a couple more episodes of why the kingdom and the hilltop and all these people they've been kind of separated and it's a democracy but michonne is head of security so she can veto anything they want to do so the council says i think we should do this and michonne can say no we're not doing that and it's you know we have to take chances michonne we have to work you know whatever um (laughs) but at this point the the new characters have shown up uh, two of them are deaf, and Daryl has been hanging out with the deaf woman, and those they are a good couple hanging out doing missions and stuff, and then half the show are these whispers who barely talk. So this show is not great with dialogue, so having Daryl who never talks mm-hmm, with right. a deaf woman who just signs, and these whispers for like, it was a half an episode where there's barely like anyone the snake talking. snake eyes issue. Yes, it was the silent interlude. It was amazing. <laughs> So Negan is still in prison. He's been trying to negotiate a bigger role. Like he went, "Hey, Michonne, let me help you. You know, we can. I, I used to run stuff, so let me help you do this." Um, next episode, we meet the Highwaymen. Hmm. These dudes are threatening people out on the streets. You know, you get you, know, you pass. You know, you, you cross our bridge. You got to feed the troll. Yeah. Um, and one of them looks a lot like Waylon Jennings, which I loved. He has a big belt buckle and a cowboy hat. I was like, yeah, if you're going to be the highway man, you need to have Waylon Jennings involved. <laughs> but they, they're like, we got to go kill these guys. We got to go attack them. And Carol's like, why don't we just talk to them and see if they need something? <laughs> and so Carol Ridiculous. negotiates. Carol, you idiot. So Carol gets them to be 
basically security. Keep oh, you guys okay. keep the roads clear of zombies. We'll give you food and shelter and all this stuff. So uh, again, we're trying to change the way the apocalypse works. Um, and this fight had Beta, who is the yeah. second in command. Now is he huge? To Alpha, he is very big, and he and Daryl have a knife fight in a construction site. Uh oh! And it is it's an excellent scene. It's like people being thrown through drywall and like slamming each other with ladders and stuff. Cool. It's, it was did, excellent. Did they talk about compaction? <laughs> yeah, they say. Remember this, like, oh, this ground so fragile. <laughs> So he's like, is he like basketball player hot, tall? Uh, no, he's just real solid. Real, okay. I mean, he's very tall, much taller than Daryl, obviously. Right. Um, Daryl throws him down an elevator shaft, but he doesn't die. Okay, so the next not. episode, we get flashbacks. We learn what happened to Michonne, all that happened. She had an old friend. They met uh, Jocelyn, someone she knew before the apocalypse, which this woman showed up. I'm like, am I supposed to know who this person is? And I heard she is referenced in the novels. They've done some spinoff novels. Uh, I've heard they've referenced this character. I don't know for sure. Don't quote me. But uh, Jocelyn betrays her friend and kind of hurts Michonne in a, in a very serious way. So that's why Michonne has shut everything down. We can't trust any more outsiders. They're uh, one of her closest friends betrayed her. So that caused that problem. And we learned why she and Daryl had exes scarred into their back and it was not a very good payoff um so the last episode <laughs> i have seen the penultimate episode before the finale was the fair okay and they have granted lydia asylum she's allowed to live there we'll fight for her and if they attack one one community they attack us all we're going to take these whispers out they can't be that big of a problem so uh we learned they are quite a big problem she takes she has a few of them alpha has a few people captured she takes daryl up to a rock quarry and looks down and there are just a sea of walkers yeah much that happened in the comic with rick uh she's like my people are are seated in there and we can steer these people in any direction so you do not mess with me we're putting up a barrier and do not cross it if your people come over here we're sending you know We'll live in peace. You live in your... You know, so Lydia has betrayed her people. She can live with you, but do not cross this barrier again. And I, having read the comics, was kind of waiting for this scene. Right, yeah. <laughs> the whole season, we know... I knew what the barrier was, but nobody else did until they get there. And there are heads on pikes. Yep. Across a field. I thought, oh no, is it is it the same people from the comics? And it is not. What?! But I didn't quite know that until the after show because I couldn't tell who the heads were. Ah. And I don't know if that's my own fault not following the show so closely and not knowing all the characters' names mm -hmm. and things. So but, we can say who it was then in the comics if it uh, wasn't. Probably. But yeah, the heads on the pikes were like zombified and like gnashing their teeth and like you know, okay, rolling yeah. around. So like they were all kind of decayed and they all had long hair in their faces. And I'm like, I thought it was Rosita. I'm like, oh no, Rosita. And then later in the episode, you see her in a crowd because in uh, the comics, that's how Rosita yeah, dies. Right. And I'm like, oh, that was not Rosita. Who was it then? I had no idea who it was. And the biggest name, well, not the biggest name, they killed Tara. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Enid. Yeah. Wow. Brett Butler, who had been on there for a few episodes. Right. Remember the, the actress Brett Butler? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. From TV. Grace yeah. Under Fire. Yep. Yeah. So they killed her. And a whole bunch of random people who who had, like, one line in the episode 
that they had re- random scenes of like, <laughs> oh, I need to go over there. Okay, see you later, guys. <laughs> Bye. And it's like, oh, you're okay. You were the one who died. Okay. And Henry. Oh, Henry's my head's Not on Henry. a bike. So the I think they read the writing on the wall that the Henry is no Carl. Mm-hmm. So Henry's gone. And in the books, it was somebody Carol's very close to. Yeah. Say it. King Ezekiel. Yeah, because there was a big hubbub. People thought at first it was Michonne. Yes. Because of the dreads. Before you flip the page, you just see the back of a head, and it's just dreadlocks. And Rick's like, oh, no. Flip the page. Oh, it wasn't Michonne. And we were just like, oh, okay. Yeah, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so in this, they kill basically Carol's son, Henry, her adopted son. And... She looks like she's about to lose it, and Daryl's like, "Don't look, don't look!" And he grabs her and like takes her away. Right. Like, what's in the box? Yeah. Don't look in that box. Yeah, right. So, John Doe is the upper hand. My, <laughs> 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 stay away from here now. Uh, yeah. So, my assumption is Carol's gonna lose it and become, you know, right. Tough as nails, Carol. Once this, again. I gotta tell you that this is the only way to watch Walking <laughs> Dead. <laughs> just, just listen to Jordan tell the story. I love it. All right. So as you're listening to this, you've seen the finale. You know how this pays off. I expected this to be the finale. Yeah. I expected this to be the big moment of then. Oh no! How are we gonna do this? So I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna end. I so can't wait to hear. We'll tell you probably next time. Cool. <laughs> I like it. Well, let's just end there. We did. Yeah. It. We covered a lot. A lot of stuff. Um, real quick, of course, share it with your friends. Let them know. We are I didn't on, know where he was going with that. I we like, are on. Yeah. Let's I didn't either. Like, hey. what's going on? We'll just see where it rolls. <laughs> <laughs> we are on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, pretty much everywhere podcasts can be found. iHeartRadio. We have an email address. Kapow, the pop culture podcast at gmail.com email us give us your comments rate us five stars on itunes all that stuff we got some treats coming up for you we got some special things when riverdale goes in hiatus we have to fill that time i don't know how we're gonna fill all those hours (laughs) oh we've got stuff all right so we'll be back real soon talk to you later my name is jordan Lou. my name is cliff barnes i'm south by forever (laughs) <laughs> Talking about hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. Taiko Waikwane. Taiko the Pop Culture Podcast, is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. Yeah, I yanked my head back. Got your dongle dangled. Your dongle. Are you guys going to do like full on uh, Game of Thrones? Oh. Are you going to do like full. We never really did full on reviews of those? Or? I don't. We never have. Uh-uh. Or we'd mention it or maybe, you know. Big well, they're like, they're or, also epic and they're going to be yeah. hour and a half or whatever. I doubt doing. it. Yeah. I doubt it. Because... I'm just asking, can I have a week off?